This is May, and you're listening to May Soul Called Live Podcast. Happy New Year. We are in 2023. That's so freaking crazy. It feels like 2022 just came and went, literally. Hello, and welcome back to those who are returning listeners. And welcome to those that are new and just tuning in now. Um, If you follow my Instagram, then you know that I have actually been out of the country for the last two weeks of the year. I went home with my entire family to celebrate my parents' golden anniversary. It has been something that we have been planning for a while. We were supposed to go home last year because that's when their actual 50th wedding anniversary was supposed to be. But because of COVID and all the restrictions, we postponed it to this year just to make sure that, you know, people could attend their wedding. It's the first time that me and my brothers have been together since 2014. So that's almost about 10 years. And it was just amazing. Two weeks is definitely not enough. I would have preferred to stay for at least three weeks. A month is ideal. Just with travel times, it takes at least two days to really get to the Philippines and then driving from the airport to our province is another few hours. So just travel time takes away already like four days total. So yeah, next time I definitely would love to stay longer than two weeks. So cross my fingers that we're able to do that sooner rather than later because waiting almost 10 years to reunite with my siblings is way too long. But yeah, it was an amazing freaking trip. My wife got to meet my entire family for the first time and got to see where I grew up. Uh, My brothers, you know, shared all the stories about me and how much of a handful I was when I was a little girl. I got to show her the school I attended when I lived there for a year. Yeah, it was great to see her get along so well with my family like I didn't feel like I ever had to worry about her and she got along and you know blended in just fine with the family the wedding was amazing their photographer and videographer did fucking amazing they did this same day edit video which makes me cry every time I watched it and then we also honeymoon basically with my parents um and one of my brothers' family to Palawan Um, which was also freaking beautiful. But it was a pretty rough trip going there. Like I feel like for anybody that sees the Philippines and sees all the beautiful beaches and, you know, locations, I think there's like a misconception of how easy it is to get to these really beautiful places. I mean, you have to remember the Philippines is still very much a third world country so the majority of it actually is in poverty so um, but we do have these beautiful islands and um, secluded islands that do take quite a bit of travel to get to so our airplane ride from Manila to Puerto Princesa was about an hour but the the drive from the airport to El Nido which is the part of Palawan that we went to was five hours and it wasn't like a five hour straight road kind of drive. It was like a loopy, bumpy drive. So 
yeah, but it was worth it. It was beautiful. You know, we can check it off our bucket list. Now, would I go back? Maybe. I probably would want to go to a different part of Palawan that um, is probably even going to take longer to get to, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we had Christmas there, which was amazing. It made me so happy to be there and be around my family. Like, I have three older brothers, and then it's me. And, you know, I think there's a total of like 12, grand, 12 to 14 grandkids that are normally around. Um, and so it's a fairly decent sized family, you know, and it's just great because my kids were old enough to really be able to interact and hopefully remember some of these memories that they made. And it just felt so good. They were so happy, especially my oldest. I don't really have a lot of friends that have boys around his age. So he's normally just around girls. So it was really nice. I have four nephews around his age. I think he enjoyed very much being around that. There's a lot of things that I realized during this trip that I don't think I realized in my last trip. Um, the last time I had gone home was 2018, but my oldest brother wasn't there during that trip. Coming back home was really hard. I'll be honest, the day we came back and a day or two after, I was in a really negative headspace and like mental state. I was really, really sad. I was, emo I'm still pretty emotional. I kind of closed myself off a little bit and just, I don't know, it's just really hard being away. L luckily, one of my brothers lives here, but I hate that I don't get to see my entire family or we don't get to be together every year during the holidays. I think this trip also made me realize like how much older my parents are getting. Um, I mean, currently right now they travel between the U.S. and the Philippines, you know, staying a few months at a time. But like the truth of the matter is and the reality of it is they're getting older and traveling is just not going to be as easy, especially overseas. And it just makes me really sad. And, and it just made me realize just how much how much I value the time that I get to have now with my family. Oh, I did not want to get emotional during this episode. Like my parents are at age. I mean, I, I hope and pray that they still have, you know, so many years left of their lives for us to, you know, share memories and spend time with them. But like, you just never know what's going to happen. Right. Um, so I think this trip really just like put things into perspective for me, how much I want to spend more time with my family and be really like intentional and present. Um, and also like made me realize that I don't want to wait another almost 10 years for us to all be reunited like that. Oh, guys, told you I am super emotional right now. I don't know. I guess I still just really miss my family. And on New Year's, my brother that lives here was still in the Philippines. And obviously, my parents are still there. And my wife had to work at night. So 
I was basically alone at home since the kids were also with their dads. So I tried to put on like a brave face, but it's still pretty hard. Plus, like the night before um, we left, we, you know, kind of like gathered and and had a celebration. Um, and one of my brothers got pretty drunk and really emotional. And he's the one that lives in the Philippines. So he just kind of opened up, which he never does. He's normally such a jokester, but, you know, he was drunk and emotional. So he opened up about how much, like, he missed me and, like, how just miss being able to see me and just hang out and just, ah, uh, wish that he could, you know, see me and our, my family more often. And it's just... It was a lot. Like, I, we were both just sitting there, like, crying. Or he made me cry, obviously. But, you know, my, my family is not perfect. As with any family, we have all had some crazy stories and and whatnot. But if you know anything about me, my family is very, very, very important to me and means so much to me. And I think also... Like getting older, it just makes me realize how much and how little of a time we may have to spend with each other. It's just, it's, you know, when we were younger, it was a lot easier to get together. And now that, you know, we're adults and have our own families, it's not always as easy to, you know, get together. So uh, I'm so sorry, guys. I did not mean <laughs> to get so emotional on here, but. Like I said, it's it's still a little hard for me right now to be so far away from my family. My brother that lives here is finally back, so that feels a little bit more comforting. My parents come back in March, but, you know, it's just hard to be so separated from your family like that. And there was a moment where my wife asked my mom if she was happy that, you know, we were all together and she started crying and my mom hardly ever cries. So that got me teary eyed. And it's just like to see how happy my parents were <laughs> to have all of us there just, you know, made me so happy. And, you know, regardless of any disagreements or shitty things that happen between my parents and I, it's like, they are my whole life and I love them. So, oh my gosh, give me a second to get myself together because I'm a fucking mess right now. Whew. Okay, I think I'm good. I've <laughs> I just needed a second to just calm down a little bit. Thank you for writing that part out with me. I am not normally a crier, but like I said, I've just been extra emotional lately and so Anytime I'm reflecting on my trip to the Philippines and just all that time I got to spend with my family just gets me all choked up. Anyways, I know we're in 2023, but I really wanted to focus this episode on kind of um, reflecting on 2022. I had this idea of rating every month of 2022 and putting all the kind of reasons or kind of main highlights of the month that that explains the rating of the month if that if that makes any sense. So, 
let's see, um, January of 2022, I give it a 6.5. We went snow tubing for the first time as a family. We bought our van and we went on a hike. Um, why did I give it a 6.5? I think it was just because it was kind of like a slower month. Um, I feel like January typically is a pretty quiet month for us in general. We don't have a lot of things going on. So it it's almost always the least eventful month for us. So I think that's why I gave it a 6.5. That's a pretty low um, rating. But yeah, and then February, I would give it a seven. It would have been a nine. However, it was kind of a bittersweet month for me. The best part of that month was that I got engaged um, when we went to San Francisco. But the reason why the rating is so low is because I also went through a really hard friendship breakup and that really took a toll on me that month. So that's why that rating is a little low. <laughs> Actually, I feel like that should have been a 6.5 than January, but whatever. Um, we'll keep it at a 7 for now. I guess it should be a 7 because it balances out the good and the bad. <laughs> For March, I also give it a seven. My wife and I went to my first Warriors game and uh, celebrated her birthday in San Francisco, surprised her with a dinner with her oldest friends and her mom and her brother. So that was fun. And we also went to Dallas with my besties and their significant others for a wedding. And that was really fun. Let's see. And then April, I also give it a seven. Um, it was a less eventful month, but we went to the spring fair as a family um, along with my oldest's girlfriend, and we just spent a lot of family time actually during that month, which I absolutely loved. We still lived at our apartment during that time, so um, we got to spend a lot of time outside. Uh, the kids wanted to ride their bikes, so we did that a bunch, and there was a boba place in our kind of duplex area so we went there but yeah and then in may i gave it an eight my wife and i went to see snow allegra which is one of my favorite artists and she was amazing live she's also kind of i feel like our relationship artist does that even make sense like a lot of her songs is kind of what we listened to and dedicated to each other when we were first dating. So yeah, it was great. My wife and I were a part of a so many fun shoots. So that was great. We always loved that. It was also one of my good friend's weddings. So that's always fun. We love weddings. And again, lots more family time. And that's also when we started talking about the future in buying a house. So that was a a fairly exciting month. Um, and then in June, I also give it an eight. The pool opened in our apartment, so we took full advantage of it when it was sunny. If you knew anything about how the Pacific Northwest was this summer, though, it was like mostly rainy up until like July. So, but any day that it was sunny, we definitely spent time in the pool. And my kids love the water, they are literally my water babies. And so that was fun. We also attended our my first Pride um, here in Seattle. So that was fun. We got pretty drunk, <laughs> but it was great. I can't wait to go again this year. And then we also went to our first strawberry picking, which was really fun. We got a lot of strawberries 
and we finished it pretty quickly too. <laughs> um, and then we started house shopping, put in an offer, and it got accepted. So that was really exciting. And we spent a lot of June trying to, you know, get ready for that because July was going to be a very busy month for us. Ju July and August are typically busy months. So we we're trying to prep for that as well. Um, July, I give it a 9.5. <laughs> me and my wife got married. It was just me and our kids and our photographer and our efficient. And it was great. And then obviously our July babies, my my two youngest and myself's birthday are all in July. So we spent a lot of time celebrating those birthdays, spent so much time in the water, in the pool, lots of family time. But I think I didn't give it a 10 because it was also slightly stressful, just packing and making sure, you know, all of that was still getting taken care of while you know enjoying ourselves and trying to make the most of our summer and enjoy the last you know few months at our apartment and then august i gave it an eight that is normally the month that we take our yearly family beach trip so we had our trip to the beach house which is always fun this year my parents got to attend last year they were still in the philippines so they didn't get to go but this year they were able to go and we got to celebrate my dad's 70th birthday and my oldest's 14th birthday. I gave it an eight because it was a pretty fucking stressful month as far as moving. It was when we moved into our house and the house ended up being a lot messier and shitty than we were expecting. So we had to put a lot of hours and time and just work into getting it cleaned up before we can actually move move into it. So there's a lot of no sleeping and also a lot of working because we were trying to save up for, you know, our trip to the Philippines and also, you know, just buying a house. But yeah. And then September, I gave it a seven. All the kids started school. Our youngest started kindergarten. Um, our oldest started high school. So crazy. I can't believe I have a freaking high schooler. My best friend that lives in Dallas was in town, so that was great. Got to celebrate her baby's first birthday and got to hang out and kind of do like a parents' night out that night. So that was fun. And yeah, uh, give it a seven because there was a lot of working. And there was also some personal things that came up with my oldest son and just having to navigate that was pretty stressful and it's still something that we're working through currently and will probably continue for a long time and then october i gave it an 8.5 my wife's mom came and visited us here in washington i think it was her first time since she was young so we showed her around that was fun the kids loved it my parents got to meet and they got along so well which was so great I literally love my freaking mother-in-law. She is amazing and I couldn't have asked for a better one. So hopefully she comes back again soon because we miss her. And then I attended the Empower Her Live retreat with two of my good friends, which was great. I haven't been to a self-development kind of retreat since 2018, I think. So uh, I felt like it was time 
a lot of shit happened this year. And so it was really nice to be around, you know, a room full of women who were so empowered and motivated. And, you know, it was just really inspirational and it was great. And then we got to experience sending my oldest his his first homecoming. That was really, that was really special. And just a lot more family time. My parents did leave for the Philippines that month. So that was sad. In November, I gave it a seven. Lots of working because I knew, we knew that we were leaving for the Philippines the next month. So we're just trying to save up money. So we had money to spend while we're there. We were also sick almost the entire month. So we spent a lot of that month trying to recover so that we wouldn't be sick when we went home to the Philippines. Um, And December, I give it a (laughs) 9.9. Obviously, because the Philippines, like, that's that's it. The Philippines. Um, Who cares about anything else that happened that month? No, just kidding. But yeah, I mean, nothing else really happened in the month of December other than, like, preparing to go home to the Philippines and working our asses off. That was a little fun thing that I thought of. (laughs) Hopefully you guys enjoyed that as much as I did kind of reflecting on the past year. So that concludes that portion. And now I kind of reflected on the past year even more and wrote down some of the lessons and takeaways that I got from all the things that I experienced this past year. Number one, healing is a priority. I've realized that in order for me to fully move on, I have to put healing first. I think that those memories and those experiences will kind of have you still on a chokehold unless you really have healed and accepted those things for what it is so that you can move on and let go. Number two, I learned that I don't owe anybody my side of the story. It's not my job to correct any misconceptions or address any rumors or validate any secondhand story that has my name in it. I can't say it's been easy. It's definitely hard. I feel like it's a pretty normal response to want to defend your name and, and, you know, your side of the story. But at the end of the day, I think does it really matter if people are going to believe something about you? They're, they're going to believe it regardless if you tell your story or not. I, I mean, if people approach me and, you know, they ask me, I, depending on who it is and the situation, I will briefly discuss it to an extent, but I'm not going to go out of my way to, you know, explain the situation, especially to strangers or people that I barely even know. Number three, you won't always get the apology you're owed. I think that is also part of the healing journey is that if that is one thing that you are waiting for in your healing, um, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot longer. So I think the most important thing that I've really foc- tried to focus on is forgiving myself in the situations that I've been through this year where I could have contributed to how things came about and just making sure that I am, you know, taking that into consideration when I am kind of dissecting those 
experiences so that I can learn from them and move forward. Um, let's see, where are we at? Four? Four. Um, how you feel is always valid, period. Number five, if somebody has a problem with you and doesn't communicate it with you, that is not your burden to carry. I feel like we are all adults and if they don't have the decency or care to have a discussion with you about things that are bothering them or things that you did, then I feel like that's just a waste of space for us to be worrying about that. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about that, but yeah, if someone has a problem with you and doesn't communicate with you, then shit, that's on them. Um, okay, where are we at? Six, co-parenting is fucking hard especially when you have too many different opinions of how to navigate parenthood and raising your children it's it's just fucking hard um i that's all i'm gonna say about that (laughs) right now um number seven family time loved ones keep them close uh and fuck the rest Uh, Just kidding. I mean, that also implies with like your loved ones and, you know, your closest friends who are now family, all sorts of things. Just just basically kind of what I said um, when I reflected on the Philippines is just, you know, making sure you make the efforts to spend time with your family because you don't know when that time can be taken away. Yeah, I think that's I think that's it. What I have currently And then I made a list on things that I'm looking forward to for 2023 and goals and or anything that I'm just I want to work on. I don't really believe in the whole like New Year's resolution and New Year, New Me. I feel like we should consistently be trying to work on ourselves and you don't need a new year to then start working on yourself. I think that um, that should always be your goal throughout the year, not just in the beginning of the year. Um, But obviously, I did a lot of reflecting. So these are things that I'm looking forward to. And just things that I want to work on. Number one, more memories, intentional moments, experiences, kind of just reiterating everything I said, I want to be able to um, look back on this year and see all the experiences and memories that, you know, I got to live through with my family because you know looking back at the pictures that we just took the last two weeks in the philippines you know it just it just made my heart so full so definitely more of those and number two building connections um obviously in 2022 there were friendships that ended but i also built new connections and um, intend to hopefully continue building on those connections because they have proven to be pretty, pretty special. And um, I am so thankful for those new connections in my life. Number three, more healing. So more therapy. (laughs) Um, I think that's an ongoing thing throughout life. But yeah, definitely more of those. Number four, nourishing myself taking care of myself. I think there was a lot of moments where I really overstressed, overworked, over just overwhelmed myself a lot and took care of everything and everybody but myself. 
But towards the end, I did start, you know, putting a little bit more effort and working out and trying to eat better. But I really want to get back on the habit of being more intentional about what I put in my body and just really taking care of myself. Because if if you know me and you've been with me throughout my journey in the last few years, health and fitness has been a really big thing for me, just not because I, you know, I want to look a certain way. Um, I mean, 2022, I think really helped me embrace my body as is in whatever phase it is in life. And but 2023, I really want to, you know, incorporate more physical exercise. Um, Just also because realizing, you know, as I'm getting older, I really want to take care of the body that I do have so that I can prolong, you know, this life that I have, um, not only just for myself, but for my kids. I, you know, I want to be around for as long as I can be. And obviously, there are parts of that that I may not have control of because who knows, you know, I could get into a car accident tomorrow, but at least my health and fitness is something that I can control. And I want to be able to say that I, you know, I'm doing the best I can and I, I am taking care of myself to the best of my ability. Number, what are we at? One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, Number six is trying to be more present. Like a lot of us, we are consumed a lot by social media and our phones and whatnot. I mean, that's just the world we live in now, you know? So I, again, our trip to the Philippines, there were moments where we didn't have internet. So it really kind of forced us to be more present with each other. So I, and it made me realize how much I really enjoy that. So I want to do that more often this year. Number seven, nourishing my marriage and relationships. I think that's really important. I mean, granted, it's our first year in marriage, but I do think that, you know, it's pretty normal to become complacent at some point. But I think the thing that both my wife and I really are passionate about is making sure that we are continuously checking in on each other and making sure that we don't forget to also take care of our own relationship and our connection with each other um, and not get lost in everyday life. I also want to continue nourishing the friendships and the relationships I do have, um, especially after, you know, um, a really heartbreaking ending to a friendship last year. I really want to make sure that I really um, take care of the the people that I do still have in my life. Um, Number eight, um, allow people to love me. It sounds really easy, but when you associate love with hurt and pain for so long, you know, that that feeling becomes so familiar and associated with love. And so when you receive anything but pain and hurt, it feels so out of the norm and like crazy, right? Like I, I just, I still am learning and trying to navigate what it looks like for me to accept people in and for them to really love me and not push them away or, you know, kind of wonder, like, am I deserving of their love sort of thing. So yeah, gosh, I did not number these. I just dashed them. So 
Um, and then I think this is number eight. Last one is being more open and talking more to the people closest to me, to my loved ones about the struggles that I go through um, on my recent post on Instagram, on my personal page. I talk a lot about how I internalize a lot of things that I go through. Um, I seldom reach out to the people in my life um, to not even just to ask for like advice or anything, but even to just talk about it. So I really want to be better at that. I think that is another way for me to allow people to love me is to be open with them and, you know, really be transparent about the things that I am struggling through and struggling with. Um, Yeah, it's not easy. I, you know, struggle a lot with the thoughts of being a burden but I think it's it's it is important for me to try to at least make the efforts in opening up again. Well, that concludes my 2022 reflection. You know, another thing that I really want to express is my gratitude to everybody who has supported me along this journey of even creating this podcast, who's listening in, you know, um, it, it really means a lot, and I've said this over and over again, but yeah, I'm excited for what 2023 will bring to May Soul Call Life podcast. I am hoping to obviously bring on more guests this year. Um, so yeah, thank you again for all of your support and love. Until next time on May Soul Called Life podcast. Bye.